Hi, I'm Satish. And I'm Raghu. Together we are the inconceivable, inconceivable. 70s movie lovers. Uh, inconceivable screenplay lovers, really. Yes, yes. We like to say we like the screenplays, but really we just like Bollywood masala at its finest. That is the 1970s. That's right, yeah. <laughs> that is right, that is right. 80s and 90s are like a clone of the 70s, reasonably speaking, right? When you say clone, you mean like a very disturbed clone where all the genes got messed up? Yes, absolutely. Totally. I mean, I feel like uh, the uh, the stories in the 70s were probably not necessarily very unique or, uh, you know, groundbreaking. But the screenplays, the kind of the um, the choice of actors, the kind of uh, uh, extended role that uh, character actors got and the kind of nice masala setups that you had. uh uh that's that that was definitely the the blueprint for what came in the 80s and 90s and the 80s and 90s were just like the the blueprint taken to the extreme right a caricature of everything yes caricature is right and so the reason for this very long winded intro is because today we're going to talk about dipta kirti chaudhary's book written by salim javed the story of hindi cinema's greatest screenwriters Um Dipakriti Chaudhary is a Indian blogger of some note who has written some very interesting books to do with Bollywood. Um this one is probably the best of the lot that I've read by him so far and not least because he's talking about Salim Javed probably one of the best known screenwriters of Bollywood of Indian cinema I would say not just Bollywood but Indian cinema in general. and so i guess the first thing we have to say before we get into why we love salim javed so much and so on is what do screenwriters do raghu ah that's a tricky question right so let's see so you have you have your story you have your screenplay you have your script your dialogues and then you have the actual movie so even before you get to the movie you have like this big book that gets generated for the movie right that is the story the outline right boy loves girl girl loves boy boy's parents hate girl girl's parents hate boy and so on and so forth like a typical uh, uh you know family drama uh and then you have the screenplay uh the way the boy loves girls you see that he chases her around the trees uh and he makes sure that he uh injects a song or something once in a while basically the flow the connective tissue holding all of those pieces that's you said right, in the that's story right. At this point, the boy meets the girl's father. At this point, the girl's father shows shoves a gun in his nose. You know, all that kind of flows between. Then there is the there are the dialogues, like what you want them to say. And I think we'll be harping a little bit more on dialogues than than usual uh, in this episode. Um, and then there is finally the script, the thing that gets written down, which pulls pulls everything together. Which pulls everything together. That's right. So where? uh where are screenplay writers here they are supposed to be somewhere in the middle of the process right they are like non entities basically yep they basically set up the flow and the director uh and possibly the actors uh get the discretion to kind of weave the narrative as it was right now i mean if you think about the way movies were typically made in in early early Bollywood cinema it was essentially there was some kind of story which you know somebody said to some with the director and and the story writer not writers but really producer director these guys come up with something 
and they sort of are like okay today we're going to sort of these are the orders of the scenes we want these are the scenes we want to shoot and then on the morning they give they have somebody sitting literally on the morning of the day and being like oh wait we need to add these lines here we need to write out here because we've not told these people who this person is or who that person is or we need to have some way to introduce this song and so it's this it was this very sort of fly by your pants sort of uh, approach to movie making um which salim javed probably revolutionized quite significantly just the way they came in and and sort of said boom wait actually all of these things go hand in hand and you know you know who you need to do all of these things us that's right that's right so salim and javed two different people uh Salim Khan and Javed Akhtar are pretty much synonymous with some of the most popular movies from the 70s uh and uh they they people probably didn't even know what they looked like they just they just kind of knew that oh the story and the screenplay are by Salim and Javed and uh, uh it was a big deal uh to actually find screenplay writers getting so much kind of billing you know in the process of movie making when when we started watching movies you know watching movies as kids i still remember my parents pointing out movies to me like this one was written by salim javed like this movie you you know this is going to be a fun movie to watch this one was written by salim javed so my parents you know never gave me the background as to who salim khan and javed akhtar were they just told me salim javed this person this this these two people but everyone knew who they were they were like the reason these movies sold almost whether it was to the producer whether it was the cinema going audience who it was whether it was the actors these guys really at their peak they were driving literally the whole industry forward in 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 new directions in some ways i know it was actually really nice to go back and read this book uh so one the like literally from the introduction where he meant like he calls out the first movie uh in the list of movies that he covers it's like probably the first ever movie that i saw where i recognized the name salim javed and i said oh this must be interesting so so diwar was it you know diwar the movie is diwar and and diwar is like i i don't know it's like the eternal bollywood classic it's a complete story right yeah it's got everything happening and it's it's not like a what's the word it's not like a mishmash it's not like things just kind of happen and break down or whatever there is a very coherent narrative uh the story is probably a little kind of you know it's okay it's not necessarily a, it's a revenge story in some sorts and it's a class conflict story and all those things get mixed in but just the narrative you know kind of coherence and and how the how the movie goes from one scene to another scene without kind of you know jumping a beat and how characters have these you know all the characters have arcs you can e- you can easily identify and understand each of the characters very quickly after they're introduced and they all follow what you want them what you know that you're rooting for characters because you know what they're going to do and you hope they're going to do it in a particular way right um today a lot of these things you know we don't necessarily think about them a lot when it comes to movies we do notice the lack of a good screenplay a little bit or the lack of a, a good story a little bit but these guys are the ones who really almost introduced bollywood to this idea that hey you know you guys if you actually made this whole thing coherent it would it would make a lot more sense and people would enjoy these movies a lot more and it it truly did like 
it is right. it's very hard to it's very hard to really describe sort of retrospectively how big an impact they had um it's it's almost like if you go watch some 60s movies and i'm not talking about like classic 60s movies i'm going to just run of the mill 60s movies and then watch a salim javed movie you will be able to tell the difference and then of course you can keep going forward and then get depressed as you watch the movies get worse before they eventually get better but um, i guess uh, one uh, as ragu said the movie the book starts with talking about diwar which as he said is probably one of the best one of the best hindi movie screenplays classics ever written but i guess what i found depressing a little bit was most people who watch movies today if they've not gone all the way back to the 70s and watched those movies they have been introduced primarily to remakes of salim javed movies and one of those remakes is execrable to say the least the other one is watchable do not necessarily by jove what language you use sir <laughs> execrable indeed <laughs> but, but yes uh, i mean yeah don was not bad zanjiro was pretty sure. oh my god zanjiro was terrible but as we we'll keep dropping in little bits of trivia that we found cool but this i found interesting that 20 years after zanjiro was made salim javed still freaking owned the rights to that screenplay they yes. sued those producers and got 6 crore for that movie screenplay that is ridiculous can you imagine that they basically got 6 crores for writing uh, that's a that's a lot of zeros <laughs> uh, they, they got you can you guys can google it basically writing a story somewhere in the 70s which i believe it their creative process didn't take like more than a a week or so yeah the book says that they wrote all their screenplays in like days and stuff Yeah but there is like a there is a fascinating aspect to this it must be one of the they must, they might have been one of the few people at the at that point in time who went ahead and kind of uh you know gained the copyrights yeah yep. for their creative work right mostly stories like you said stories were basically output as a as an after, uh, uh, as an afterthought uh bas- you basically hired the actors right you said these guys are making a movie of these talented people let's figure out a story in which which is their milieu and which they will look good in uh and uh, uh the if the story is an afterthought you guys can imagine what the screenplay and the and the dialogues go through a lot of a lot of movies with like really good actors like even gurudat sometimes the, the 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 plot seems to just meander yep it's like they have to showcase these talents and they have to make you know draw some connecting lines the dialogues tend to be just drifting around so so uh when you take all that into account and then you look at kind of the movies and the uh, the screenplays that these uh, the two of them Salim and Javed generated i mean it's it's pretty impressive that they had the foresight to kind of realize uh you know how much they they were basically driving uh the movie forward uh so it's pretty impressive so before we start i guess the, it it's worth noting the list of movies Salim Javed was responsible for. So what are what were like what are the kind of the big movies that you remember now? Like before reading the book, I guess what are the movies that were in your head when you sat down to read this book? I was introduced sure to them. It's a long list. Yeah, it's a long list. But I was introduced to them primarily through love of Amitabh Bachchan and right. my family, as with most families, I guess. Uh, so Zanjeer, Diwar, Shole. um 
Trishul, Dawn, Kalapathar. I remember <laughs> their names across all of these movies. I think it was by Divar, second movie, or third movie, and I was like, I I I started realizing that it was the same names appearing over and over again. And of course, the other factor common in all of these is Amitabh Bachchan. So yes. Uh, before people start wondering, was Amitabh responsible for Salim Javed or the other way around? Trust me, Salim Javed is responsible for Amitabh. <laughs> they got really lucky in finding him, but they made him yeah. his character, the angry young man. That's all Salim Javed. Um, what about you? Well, I mean, yeah, it's the same list for the same exact reason. <laughs> uh, Amitabh Bachchan. The kind of so uh, uh, the kind of. Uh, Surprising thing for me was finding out some other movies which were not Amitabh Bachchan, but which ended up being you know massive entertainers in their own right. So I'm thinking like Andaz and uh, Yadav Ki Barat. Uh, those were kind of surprised, but otherwise, yeah, it's it's the kind I mean kind kind of same thing. I mean, Shole was obviously the first movie, uh, and then there is Diwar, and then there is uh, Dawn and uh, uh, Zanjeer. Zanjeer is the Zanjeer is a big one, right? That's that was an awesome movie. uh and uh, i think kalapathar so i actually still remember kalapathar like you know like watching it long time ago and mita bachchan jumping out of the ship and all that cool stuff like it's uh, it's i guess my point is a movie that i have seen like you know almost a decade ago or longer probably uh it's still pretty crystal clear in my mind because the scenes pack so much punch and the narrative is like so clear about what the heck's happening you know the explosion in the mine stuff like that it you know it it's amazing to watch it's you know uh, beautifully made um so so we just mentioned i guess one of the biggest things that salim javed are remembered for which is the angry young man persona and amitabh bachchan um first i think the second Probably not second, but right up there, along with the angry young man persona, is probably the villain, right? Yes. Salim Javed made villains that everyone knows, even if they don't necessarily know the movies from which those movies anymore. But the villains, everyone remembers. That's right. That's right. I mean, let's start with the elephant, right? <laughs> Kapar. 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 कितने आदमी थे सरदार दो आदमी थे दो आदमी सुंदर के बच्चों is i mean shole was i guess the shole was like the perfection of their of their whole mo right i mean they got ev- like they got almost everything right there i think a little bit of the movie drags i think they were trying to like i guess make sure music made a you know music was there so they had to like bogus up a few scenes but jeez like that movie is like perfection man i think we should just do a separate episode on sholi and do nothing but just say the lines <laughs> And it would still pack like, you know, what is that? What is that thing? Uh, so, uh, remember that they, uh, you, 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 you brought this up. The, the, uh, the recording of the dialogues. Uh, yeah. So Shole, it's the Shole when so the, Shole was a big movie even for its time, even in terms of its scope and stuff. And so the mu- the music sold 
for like a huge sum of money but did not actually fly off the shelves but surely the movie was a huge hit so this was like a huge everyone was like what is going on usually movies become hits and then the audio just you know we we cannot print we cannot make enough of these tapes and so on but the way they actually made money back on the audio even was shole dialogue the shole dialogues and my parents used to had told me about it the shole dialogues were put on tapes or see or in discs and stuff and those sold in even bigger numbers than the music ever did because people loved those dialogues gabbar's dialogues amitabh's dialogues i mean those are like classic dialogues which have passed into i guess indian pop culture today like right? yeah it is it is so funny one of the things that like some of the dialogues are not even said you know uh, you know delivered by like the big stars they are delivered by like the by like the complete random side characters right tum ek maroge to hum char marenge and like you you can hear this guy is not a trained actor it's like he's literally just like you know reading a piece of paper and it's you know he's making a hash out of it. i mean he's really reading it he's really delivering it poorly but it doesn't matter because the way they set it up like you know the says the he says finishes this dialogue in this really poor fashion and then some explosive scene happens and that's like throughout their movies they have a punch dialogue so so many punch dialogues yeah i mean that's the it's just the economy of words right like he, they say the line and then you find out why that line was said immediately after it's not like you have to wait for payoff and try to understand deep concepts or something it's just we're going to set this up here and then we're going to have action so that you know why they said this dialogue and that, i mean in this play in this case i guess it's worth saying the dialogue is essentially they first telling they first tell them we're going to kill four of you and then they kill the four of them they it's, kill the four of them it is perfect <laughs> uh, but yeah i i have read the book on shole by anupama chopra it's probably one of my favorite books about bollywood um not least because shole is probably one of our favorite favorite right. movies of all time right. but still right. Right. but even i did not like it did register with me that salim javed essentially like that was like a labor of love for them like they convinced they you know they sold ramesh sippy on the idea then they used to they were on set massaging dialogues helping actors say dialogues come up with the way the scene should be played i mean i'm not taking credit away from the director or the actor or any of these things, but these guys really poured heart and soul into that movie to make it what they wanted to make out of it right like it was it is it, it is pretty amazing effort for screenwriters to take that level of you know interest in their creation and it's it, it's rare even today it's not you know that almost never happens usually once you're done with it you get passed on maybe gets massaged by somebody else eventually gets made right this is right, like right right this is sort of like this no this is our baby we're going to make it this way and i think that was also a common thing that the that, that the author called out that for a lot of their movies it was sort of like this is the script this is the screenplay and this is what's going to get made okay you guys you're not going to deviate from our sort of template here because this has been written like us written by us like this for a reason because this is how it is going to work uh i think uh, one of the kind of uh, key strengths of that was the fact that their movies um uh, made like the character actors like a big part of the narrative yeah, yeah. Like, they were not there as just you know bystanders they may have like one or two dialogues but they would be extremely relevant like you there was a reason why somebody was on the screen 
I mean, it 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 starts with the villain, right? Like Hindi movies never really gave the villain a reason to exist. He was a villain because you need a bad guy. But Salim Jawed was like, no, wait, our villains have reasons. Like, why, why is why, absolutely you know, why are each of these people doing what they're doing? Why is uh, why is Gabbar? Why is Gabbar? Uh, why is the Thakur against Gabbar? Why is Gabbar against the Thakur? Not just because Gabbar is a bad guy. No, no, there is a history there. There is these characters have. more than just you know the, the the bare minimum motivation or the bare minimum character development and that so that goes through everyone else right like you take the father in in divar right like or or even the inspector in dawn um the guy who recruits amitabh like uh, you can see that these are these are people who are trying to get something done and so they have to choose their they make choices you right. you understand all of these things it's not just well at this point the story demands that the hero beat up somebody so the hero is going to beat up somebody that never happens or it it is made to happen in a, in a more logical sense than just the story demands yeah i mean in a sense like uh, they they kind of picked up a lot of tropes that were already in kind of indian cinema like the 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 villain was typically like a like a de- like a decoit right he's somewhere in the in the jungles of you know the northern states somewhere and he is very you know i mean all the all, all the movies before them had a villain like that mm-hmm. but that that person used to be pretty single dimensional right a big mustache fat guy overweight um yeah but then no so so yeah so they took the basic one but then like the, they then introduced so much more variety right salim javed also made shakal who's basically your bond villain तुम लोग समझते हो कि तुम मुझे कोई ऐसी खबर सुना सकते हो जो मैं पहले से नहीं जानता क्यों लेकिन आज मैं तुमको कुछ ऐसी चीजें दिखाऊंगा कुछ ऐसी बातें बताऊंगा जो आज तक तुमने न देखी होंगी और न सुनी यू कैन सी द लाइन फ्रॉम गब्बर टू शाकाल and then you go one step further and then you can see the line from shakal to the next probably big villain biggest villain in hindi cinema mogambo that's right did Think you about, know that i did, you I did not make, i never made that connection that the same you guys were responsible for probably the two biggest villains in this cinema yeah it was yeah mogambo is like the you know the sophisticated villain yes. name yeah <laughs> gabbar yeah. is like the oh more you know kind of rural i guess <laughs> so but uh 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 shaka uh the mogambo is like the villain you want to use or the the dialogue that he says is the the dialogue you want to use mm-hmm. in some very <laughs> very specific circumstances awesome mogambo kushwa it's awesome that like that movie is like as old as us satish yeah. and <laughs> it's incredible that people probably recognize you know all those lines that said divar is like we were like not even like our parents probably didn't even meet each other at yeah, that no, point in time no, no. and those lines are still around and people still people probably don't even know what movies they are from <laughs> but they, i'm sure somebody has just said mere paas maa hai now we're going to be shocked dekho dekho ye wahi main hu aur ye wahi tum ho hum dono ek saath is footpath se uthe the लेकिन आज तुम कहां रह गए और मैं कहा गया 
आज मेरे पास बिल्डिंगें हैं प्रॉपर्टी है बैंक बैलेंस है बंगला है गाड़ी है क्या है तुम्हारे पास मेरे पास माँ है बट दी अदर थिंग इट जस्ट स्ट्रक मी वेन वी वॉक अदर थिंग इज दो लिंक आई जस्ट ड्रू फ्रॉम मोगैम्बो टू शाकाल टू गब्बर बैकवर्ड एनी वे the dialogues and the quality in those in the dialogues you can also see the the way that evolved the dissent <laughs> the <Huh>? really poor <laughs> right like gabbar is known for the gabbar and shole are known for so many di- lines and i don't think anyone really remembers the lines from shakal and shan and mogambo is known for just one line yes that's right that's right that is I I guess they just they all their creativity was kind of squeezed out in the making of Shole. <laughs> They're like, yeah, what a real cruise now for the next many years. Hey, yeah, I'm a totally point, fine right? with that. <laughs> so let's do two kind of comparisons. One is like Shole and Shan, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, barring the SH sound at the beginning of the movies, they are basically the same story, right? Right. Two guys go to rescue, uh, and kind of an older, not a father-like figure, but definitely like a you know older figure from the clutches of an evil villain sound familiar yes because both movies are pretty much the same thing and and the second is like divar and shakti mm-hmm. it's essentially the same thing right like two men separated because of the legal kind of divide and the person who kind of binds them together is is a female figure right and like the stories are pretty much the same they just changed the kind of tone of the relationship yep. made it more of a comedy resentment being on opposite sides of the law and they kind of changed the kind of the job descriptions of people involved right in a sense so those and it, and those are those are, those are essentially the movies you just said sort of cap ends of their career right like right divar and shole are at, when they were just taking off or that's what made them the big people the big stars star screenwriters as they were and then um shakti shan these things came towards the fag end of their career as with right. sort of you know, sort of leaving the industry or as they eventually left the industry and 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 this is not something that we alone realized i think the the author also did a nice job of of sort of bringing out those tropes like he brought out he, he, i mean we, we we can discuss this more at the end but he he did a really nice job of those of of showing the tropes that were used by Salim Javed in all their movies but how they sort of twisted them around and made them flow better together to come up with new combinations more interesting combinations that can be looked at by the movie by the character by the actors more more relevant right more relevant to the time that they were being made and like you know a, a person like for us even you know, like i don't re- really necessarily recognize gabbar singh but i'm sure that the person watching it for the first time in the 70s probably remembered like you know uh newspaper articles or whatever office time or her time that you know talk that described somebody who was like that a dacoit in the in the chambal valley and then uh, so so the other thing that i think salim javed brought to hindi cinema or or what i mean what what we remember them for are you know pithy dialogues and yeah. really powerful dialogues um which they i mean they had really top notch actors delivering those dialogues so that hugely helped them like i can't imagine 
I can't imagine anyone other than Amitabh Bachchan giving those, you know, yelling back at uh, at Sher Khan or. खैर, अब मुलाकात हो गई। जब तक बैठने को न कहा जाए शराफत से खड़े रहो। ये पुलिस स्टेशन है तुम्हारे बाप का घर नहीं। और और yelling back in दीवार saying, आज भी फेंके हुए पैसे नहीं खाता लाइक दैट। the sheer anger and scorn in that voice i can't imagine anybody else doing it but th- that dialogue by itself communicates so much about the character um especially in the context of the movie and and i think that was something that salim javed are remembered for even today just the way they the the dialogues they gave their characters were so real so relatable that people really enjoyed them uh and and the other thing that they introduced was kind of the angry young man right i i guess they didn't introduce it there were already characters who were kind of angry <laughs> but but uh what amitabh bachchan did in zanjeer is like you know i uh uh like a man of his times who's like upset with the system doesn't know what to do is trying to remain you know within the kind of the within the law and and you know struggles with that kind of uh, conflict that happens and how the kind of the suppressed emotions kind of just explode and i thought that was fantastic no I, and i mean i think they tapped into that that feeling from from the 70s that was sort of um running through the country right i think i think you mentioned mm-hmm. this last time mm-hmm. like even politically speaking like from many even from a, even from a society perspective like people were looking more to these sorts of you know there were, there was a certain sort of resentment and sort of seething anger in the country at the way the politicians or the way the country was being run or society was evolving and so on and these guys really seemed to tap right into the core of that when they made the angry young man character and then of course they got the perfect guy to play it but i mean that i think is a part that I mean I enjoy those movies I enjoy the character I love those dialogues but I think that's a part that probably we are not we not you know we were not there for that you know it may yeah. be a little foreign to us from that perspective like, today it's pretty much like eh whatever something happened life moves on sort of thing you know we sort of just apathetic to everything but back then there was this, this real sense of anger against the system and 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 that and and they and i think that was the thing they they brought out those reasons right like amitabh is not angry because he has to be angry he's angry because he's been branded all his life in diwar he's been branded all his life a thief or uh, son of a thief son of a thief yeah sorry uh i think that the downside was that amitabh bachchan was still playing angry young man is like <laughs> he's late like he's early 50s late 40s like the all the yeah all the 90s and the 80s are like every movie had that yes. angry young man yes. right and they were like going around beating up people and that's unfortunately become like the bollywood caricature in a sense right they're like what do they do they beat up people unrealistically let's uh, i i i wish we had an example of a movie that does it really badly so these do you have any other movies in mind <laughs> you beat up people really badly like like singam like singam is one angry young police officer who beats up people really badly and it's a really bad movie yes that that's what you mean yes Yes that's what I mean yes. <laughs> I mean yeah seriously like cops in the 60s and the 50s movies were like you know they were basically like you didn't make movies with cops as like 
the main character right they were they were basically people who happened to other people they were not the thing not the main character but yeah singam movie the singam or uh, the perennial or perennial favorite uh, gunda there is yes uh, well i didn't want to de- i didn't want to name the g word uh but i think that i think that just talks directly to the fact like, there is a certain set of tropes and clichés that exist and then you can either spin them into fun things and interesting movies or else you can ride them into the ground to the very worst possible interpretation of them and that's basically what happened i think it happened with hindi cinema it happened with salim javed it happened with amitabh bachchan it happened with everyone involved everyone takes equal blame for making terrible movies and from great ones but i mean it it all comes around as i said eventually we uh, i think we should i think raghu we should do an episode parallel showing the parallels between zanjeer and singam i think i think that's the th- <laughs> i can't yeah. even, i can't even angry get to cops <laughs> angry kind of sort of young in one one i mean uh the book itself as i said it's it's a really fun read i think i mean uh, the story is told in a very filmy manner which i think the author also says like this is this this sounds like a fi- like a film um but uh, i mean he accepts it. it it is a filmy bo- it is a sort of very filmy story as well their sort of character arcs and the way they became screenwriters because um, i love the fact that the guy is as much of a fanboy of these movies as we are <laughs> yeah Yeah, I bet he was having a lot of fun writing this. Yeah. Man, so he got to talk to those guys so much, man. Yeah, Just imagine. It was it's like that's awesome. Um for the longest time I first thought that that was one person <laughs> with a hyphenated name. Yeah, yeah. And then I thought that Salim Khan was actually like like not with us anymore for a real long time because he had like gone to ground by the time like you know, uh and his son Salman Khan was basically ruling the uh the you know was one of the rulers of bollywood anyways as he still is uh and javed of course javed akhtar right so uh i think that was nice that he got like the author got time with with javed akhtar and javed akhtar has his own kind of parallel uh career once they kind of split up uh the split yeah the split up seems to be you know i guess uh, nature takes its toll yeah i mean it seems like a very random split Uh, even the authors said i think even they accepted it was a very arbit sort of split there was not like a real falling out but just at some point they were just like well we sh- i guess we're going to go our separate ways um i i mean the book in itself you know he does a nice job he brings out a lot of it's very clear he had a lot of access to these people and he brings in all the sort of back story and inside inside scoops on the way these things were done and right and then he adds in his own layer right like he brings out all the parallels between the scripts and nice and i think at the end of the book is it that he does this analysis that we briefly touched on like all the different common like tropes tropes yeah like i don't want to keep using that word but i think he uses uh, no, it no but the, it, i mean it is what it is right i mean they basically they basically i i won't say they invented a lot of i i really truly won't say they invented a lot of stuff and he he is basically hammering at the same thing mm mm-hmm. uh but they just their treatment was so unique yeah for especially for its time yeah so yeah exactly so ahead of its time in a sense that i think uh, the book does a very good job of bringing all that out uh, a kind of like articulating it really well i i would definitely rate it as one of the 
better books that I've read this year, I feel. It's, it's a very quick read. So it wasn't like... But I mean, if you love those movies and you really want to learn about that, I mean, it's going to be a quick read. If you love movies, period, right? Yeah. You, you'll really I mean, I, I was... I started and I thought I'll just sort of take my time over it. And then literally, I think overnight, I was like, no, I'm getting through this book. Like, this book is worth just staying up and finishing um, because it, it is that much fun. You remember a lot about the, when you were watching those movies. and yeah, so I powered through it. Like, don't expect like, you know, David Niven-esque essays or whatever. Don't don't go that far. But, but you know, if you if you enjoy the movies, if you want to read someone who's kind of enjoyed this whole uh, topic and uh, had fun writing a book on it, you should definitely read this book. And there are nice nuggets, right? Like that, like I found it, I found it fascinating. I, I was like truly impressed. These guys were so famous and so big. They earned more than the biggest star of his time when he was at his peak. So they basically earned more than Amitabh Bachchan than Amitabh Bachchan earned for when Amitabh Bachchan was at his peak in like the late 70s. That is pretty impressive for screenwriters. Right. Given they started with people... I mean, I think Javed Akhtar literally used to write dialogues on the morning of a shoot at some point in, in his early career. That's pretty crazy. I mean, to give, yeah, to give some context, like, like the Marvel movies are amazing. They're really funny. Do you know who wrote those dialogues? Yeah, yeah. there you go. That, that's no, you difference. don't. Don't bother. <laughs> those, those movies have made a ton of money and we think their dialogues are funny and stuff. Do you remember who wrote them? Absolutely not. So... That's the kind of comparison. The, the, like the movies that we are discussing would be at those level, uh, in a sense, even today, I feel. All right. Uh, any parting thoughts? What do you think? I mean, I don't want to go. I don't want to go be that guy who's uh, complaining about movies not being good anymore, <laughs> especially because we started dissing. We started with dissing Zanjir's remake. Uh, but what? Uh, like, who's the equivalent today? I guess like in the i guess it's kashyap right yeah i think i guess Anra i mean, kashyap yeah. yeah kashyap is probably the i mean kashyap is the clear evolution because he started off as a writer a screenplay and dialogue writer and he sort of become a director um but i i find that i mean i think i think we both when we were talking about it when we were talking about the book we both realized that that it seems like maybe it is the influence of these people maybe it's the influence of people who grew up watching their movies and realizing their their impact that most mm-hmm, of the mm-hmm. writers today are both of the directors today are themselves the screenplay screenwriters story and screenplay writers so essentially the sort of an evolution where instead of being the screenwriters who shepherd the thing through its movie making process you're like you know what i'm just going to make the movie myself that way i'm sure i'll make the best movie i can um so i mean all of these guys right like aditya chopra Bharjatya, Karan Johar. Yes, even Karan Johar should be listed in this list. Yeah, he be, yeah. um, he's, he's made some of the most successful movies in the last 10 years. Right. You can't, Vishal, Vishal Bharadwaj, Anurag Kashyap, Dibakar Banerjee, um, this guy, the guy who wrote Kahani, Sujoy Ghosh. All of these guys, like a lot of these iconic movies you remember are basically because the screen... the writer and director are the same person so they made the best movie they can and in fact even these guys they're kids not necessarily to the same level of success but the kids have also followed in similar paths like uh, Javed Akhtar's kids have probably made 
two of the best movies that have come out of Bollywood in the last 10 years. We have Dil Chata and then we have Luck by Chance. That was their debut movies. It was that with his kids. Salim Khan kids, maybe he's not so much on the writing side, but they are stars in their own right. So we'll leave it there. Just not going to get into Ozar yeah, or any of those movies. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> or Veer you... for that matter. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, that, that was that was a low blow. That was a low blow. <laughs> oh, okay. goodness. Goodness, Inside goodness. baseball jokes aside, I think you guys should go watch all of these movies, including yes, Hello Brother. Yes, you should. And Dil Chata was not made in the last 10 years. It was made like longer. 15 years. Can't yes, hide your age. We are Can't old. Hide your age. I started this with we are old people. <laughs> you have proven my point. Please reach out to us. We're at ICD Podcast on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We're on Google Play. We're on uh, we're everywhere that your podcasts are available, I we think. And you can including the iTunes store. Yes, the iTunes store. Of course, sorry, should have mentioned that. And uh, yeah, we look forward to hearing from you. Anyway, last so 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 parting thoughts. What's the first movie that people should watch? Uh, you know, you think to kind of get back into the Salim Javed groove before they finish the list of movies that's on the book that you can find on Amazon. We'll put a link. You mean which Salim Javed movie should they watch first? Yes. Surely, man. Divar. Divar. To be honest, Divar. Though I would love it if everyone just said Shole. If I was to really, really go deep, I think true Salim Javid movies, probably Divar. That's, that sounds about right. Start with Divar, but really you want to watch Shole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let me put you on the spot now. So, top Salim Javid dialogue. Or one of your top Salim Javid dialogues. आज जिंदगी में पहली बार शेर खान की शेर से टक्कर हुई है लाहत मेरे ताश के तिरपनवे पत्ते तीसरे बादशाह हम हैं दिखाई नहीं देता तीसरे बादशाह हम हैं लेकिन सही बात सही वक्त और सही मौके पर की जाए तो उसका मजा कुछ और ही होता है और मुझे सही वक्त और सही मौके का इंतजार है डॉन का इंतजार तो ग्यारह मुल्कों की पुलिस कर रही है लेकिन सोनिया एक बात समझ लो डॉन को पकड़ना मुश्किल ही नहीं नामुमकिन है तुमने ये नहीं पूछा कि हमारा नाम क्या है तुम्हारा नाम क्या है बसंती जब जब देखो पकवक 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 करते रहते क्योंकि हमने आपसे तो बात नहीं की थी लेकिन अगर हमसे ये पूछ ही लिया तो हम बताए देते हैं हमारा नाम बसंती है पहली बार सुना ये नाम in the horde. I don't think it means what you think it means.